We want people to come to us for education, for inspiration and for connection. There's a lot of judgment in the baby and parenting space. Like you have to use this product, otherwise you mightn't love your baby as much as you know the rest of us. Maybe we won't sell some product or help our customers feel a certain way or feel connected or feel less alone. And that's a metric in itself. First time parents are like, maybe it'll be fine. Like it's a lot of money. Do I really need to splash that on that bassinet? Yes, you do. Use the hot chip. Welcome to Add to Cart, Australia's leading e-commerce podcast that express delivers all you need to know in the fast moving world of online retail. Every week, Nathan Bush from eSuite and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and director at e-commerce talent agency eSuite. Now, if that sound is one that is all too familiar, this is the episode for you. Sure, babies are exciting and cute. They're also high maintenance, right? They need stuff. Or more accurately, us parents need stuff just to look after them. But choosing exactly which stuff can be as challenging as trying to button up a onesie on a wriggling child at two in the morning. That's where today's guests come in. Kate Casey and Phoebe Simmons are co-founders of The Memo a one-stop curated online shop for everything you need to care for your baby. Born out of frustration with the patronising tone used to speak to new mothers, the memo is a grown-up answer to new parents' customer confusion, connecting them with the best and the brightest brands in the baby sphere. In this chat, we discuss how the founders' corporate backgrounds in beauty and luxury inform the way that they now run the memo. We talk about the lengthy journey developing their new custom-built gift registry, and most importantly, we get the lowdown on which product is going to help sleep-deprived mum and dads get more precious shut-eye, things I could have used a few years ago. Now, before we get into it, don't forget to register to join us at the Add to Cart meetup, our very first meetup. If you're going to Retail Global on the Gold Coast in a few weeks, we would love to see you there. Thanks to our event partners, Impact.com, ShipStation, and ClearPay, entry is free and the bar tab will be open. Register with the link in the show notes or head on over to the Retail Global website to reserve your spot. All right, let's get into it. Thanks to our partners, Shopify Plus and Signet. Here's our conversation with Kate Casey and Phoebe Simmons from The Memo. Kate and Phoebe, welcome to Add to Cart. Thanks so much for having us, Nathan. Pleasure. Great to have you both here. All right, let's let's kick straight into it for people who may not know The Memo or shopped with The Memo. Can you explain what The Memo is? The Memo is an e-commerce website that is offering only the best and trusted products from across the globe that is going to make your journey through parenthood as easy as possible. We started this business two and a half years ago and it was based on a personal need. So I was pregnant with my first child. I was so excited. I literally peed on that stick and I ran down to a big box retailer. I wanted to learn and jump straight into all the products. I was incredibly overwhelmed. I was underwhelmed as well with the lack of education, the lack of service and overwhelmed by how many products that were available to me. 
I walked out of there feeling pretty disillusioned and I was a busy professional woman. So instead, I referred to a friend of mine who had had a baby recently. She's also a lawyer, so very well researched. She had tried and trusted all the products. And so I asked Nicole, Nick, can you just give me a list of everything that I'm actually going to actually use in this parenthood journey? She provided me this list. It was an Excel spreadsheet. It had all the products that I was actually going to use and she put it into like context, into like different categories. Like this is the list that you're going to use for your feeding. This is what you're going to need for sleeping and put handy little tips and comments next to it to provide, you know, some background stories for me. I use this list as like my Bible and it turns out most friends and group of women have a list like this. I didn't think anything of it. Fast forward a couple of years, I'd been working at um, Australia's most premium retailer, Mecca, and I really had seen how the curation and product assortment and education services can create an amazing retail environment. I had the chance of going back into the big box retailers or spend a whole lot of time finding products online from different websites, but I was busy. I needed convenience. And I just saw firsthand how there was such a gap in the market for a specialty retailer to do what Mecca did in terms of beauty when you compare it to department stores to create an environment that offered curation, offering a brand that actually resonated with people and experience. And so there was a blatant gap for us to create the memo and the memo is doing what beauty Mecca did to department stores and we're doing that to traditional retailers in babies. So we have over 150 brands, 2,500 different products that we offer to our customers. We only stock the best products that you're going to need, use and love. So we've tried and tested them. And we needed to create a brand that really connected with people that provided inspiration and education along that journey. And so here we are two and a half years long, about to launch into physical retail and, and obviously expand our services and other elements of you know content hub as well on the website. Brilliant. And Obviously, Mecca is a benchmark in e-commerce and retail in general, so it's not a bad starting point. What were you doing at Mecca? I've always been in category management and buying, so I was a category manager for fragrance, body and hair there. Cool. And Phoebe, how do you come into the picture then? I knew Kate through beauty. I've worked in beauty my whole life. Most recently, I was the marketing director for Benefit Cosmetics in Australia. And I also have a, another business called The Blow, which is a blow dry salon based in Melbourne in Little Collins Street. So I knew Kate from around the traps and she came to me with this idea. And I didn't have children at the time and I just couldn't believe how baby was being retailed, marketed and experienced in Australia. And as Kate mentioned, there was a huge opportunity to support and to service women like us, parents like us, who deserved better and expected the best. And so that's how we were able to create the memo. New Bar are manufacturers of solar shampoo and conditioner bars that are designed to provide a plastic-free hair and body care solution. All they think of next, they partnered with our partners and packaging supplier Signet to create a sustainable supply chain with eco-friendly packaging solutions while keeping product transit damages at 0%. 0%. Signet has over 5,500 packaging solutions that help leading e-commerce businesses step up their packaging game. Visit signet.net.au to find out more.
I think that's a really interesting phrase, women like us. And Kate, you alluded to it as well in what you were talking about. Do you feel like mums have traditionally been marketed to or spoken to in a way that just doesn't represent who the modern mum is? Absolutely. Like the language around branding is this very mama, baba, it's unsophisticated. It makes me feel like I'm a toddler, like, you know, a little girl that I've been spoken to. I'm still the same person that I was before I had child. Yes, I've gone through a journey and I've changed, but I shouldn't actually have to expect a different retail experience to what I was used to. So, you know, obviously used to shopping at department stores and Mecca, but instead I was actually being spoken to like I had no idea. There was a lot of judgment in the baby and parenting space. Like you have to use this product, otherwise you mightn't love your baby as much as you know the rest of us. So it was really important, as you know, Phoebe clearly identified that we could speak to the woman in the way that she wants to be spoken to and connect and connected and receiving, you know, educational, inspirational content throughout that journey. And I think that's one thing that you see done really well from some brands and done not so well from others. It's where we want to be spoken to on a real, authentic, direct, honest level. Like we're smart women. We don't want the messages kind of shoved down our throat. We don't want any assumed knowledge. We want to hear the hard, honest truth. And that's okay. It's okay for brands to be able to relate in that way rather than I think what some businesses in the industry do where it's very top down. It's like, what does the brand want to get across? It's not about that. It's what do our customers actually want to hear? And so by identifying that, we've been able to establish a very clear voice in the market that is uh, clearly resonating. Yeah, it's a really interesting one that you bring up because I don't have the stats with me, but it's percentage of household income that women traditionally become responsible for in making decisions in the household increases dramatically once they become a mum. But for some reason, the language changes to dumb it down. Just that doesn't add up, does it? No, not at all. Have you got any examples of how you've kind of flipped the language and your tone of voice for the modern mum? Yeah, I mean, it's a very clear one. So we've got a ban in the office on using words like baba and baba, words that I see as quite juvenile. And also, you know, to Kate's point, we do, we're still the same women. Mm. We haven't changed. So, yes, we assume a new title because our child is calling us that title, but we're still independent women with our own thoughts and our own identities. And so, yeah, there are words that I really don't like um, seeing because I think they're generic and I think it's lazy and we want to always represent a premium positioning and sophisticated tone of language. We also have a rule around no assumed knowledge. So we would never expect a expecting parent who may be eight weeks pregnant and is thinking, oh my God, coming to this category for the first time and has never heard of what a a white noise sound machine is or what a muslin uh, wrap is, why would we assume that she knows how to use that product? Whereas when we first, when I first looked at the market, I didn't actually understand what the products were actually there for, at what stage in my parenting journey I was supposed to buy them and what need they're actually servicing. So we really work on our language around I guess, identifying problems and then helping our customers find the solutions for them. 
And is that the overlap that you see with the beauty industry? It seems like the beauty industry is constantly introducing new products and new ways of using product. And you've got to take some of that into your world now. Absolutely. We don't look at the baby industry as where we get our inspiration from. It's For us, it's all about looking around us for best practice globally, which we see most clearly in the beauty, lifestyle and fashion space. Cool. And in the beauty and fashion space, apart from Mecca, who are you, you know, drawing on for inspiration at the moment? Well, we love Violet Grey, don't we? Yeah. They, they do a beautiful job. There's lovely brands in Australia like Vedroy who do a really great curated space. T4 Pilates is a lovely lifestyle brand that's very holistic and there's a lot of depth to their storytelling. Personalization, like we love brands that are focusing on that, like Sheet Society with their bundle bed builder is amazing. And like even like Frank Green who are focusing on sustainability and how you can customize your own drink bottle, all of that we find you know, incredibly fascinating and you know, that's where the future is, is in personalization and sustainability, which is kind of also lends into one of the reasons why we created this brand is buy once, buy well, and it will last you from your first to your second and maybe even third babies, or it can be done the cycle of giving around to your friends as a hand-me-down. So baby's about to give birth and she's going to be using my pram. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it was a proud moment. I was, I was so happy the moment I could give our pram away to someone else. I was like, yes, we're at a pram stage, but someone else could have it because it was good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We don't want people, we don't want to contribute to landfill. We don't want to create all of this unnecessary waste in the market. We're all about serving up what we believe is you know, will make things easier for parents and for Betty as it was easier for you to be able to pass it on and, you know, solve that problem. So it's important to us. Have you thought about or have you got plans for any sort of resale market to connect your customers with products that have been used before? Yes. Yeah. It's on the list. It's on the list. Big request for it. Yeah, the customers are always asking. So that's part of the exciting thing is the evolution of where this brand can grow to. There really is no limits. We have a few other low-hanging fruits that we're going to tick off the next, you know, 12, 18 months, but never say never and we'll see where that gets to. And in the meantime, we do partner with Secure Buds, which is a really great charity that has partners in other states as well. But it's all about encouraging parents to pass on their used uh, products to parents who might need it. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, we talked about products developing in this space and that um, there's always new solutions coming out with, you know, obviously people like Milk Drop having great solutions and, you know, we've seen this evolution. Are there any particular products that you've come across and you've started ranging that have surprised you in the way that they've changed how, you know, convenience or usefulness or whatever it is? Absolutely. Like the for a category that has been traditionally very old school and lacking of innovation, I think the last few years in particular, products like Alex had made for Milk Drop are really thinking about the parents and the mother in particular about how they can help them through that journey. And that's what we pride ourselves on and finding the best and trusted products that are going to make your life easier and helpful. Products like Silverette, these amazing little cups that help your breasts and nipples heal from damage of breastfeeding is something that did not exist when I had my son three years ago. Harker, which is a New Zealand brand that have amazing milk collection products that are made from silicon, so also sustainably friendly. 
they again did not exist. So we love finding these products, particularly in that mother space, because you don't really going to walk into these big box retailers or chemist warehouse. Like what we've said before, you're still the same person, but isn't it nice to be able to find products that are really there to support and heal you? Because we are not a baby retailer, we're a parenting retailer. And that is another key differentiator for us in how we position our brand, because we're actually here for the parents and the parents to equip them to be the best you know, um, parents that they can be for their baby. And so that's why the educational component is so important to us as well. So we select the products on our site for being the best in their space. We also look at different options from price and different options for style to cater for the wide variety of parents that can be represented out there. But it's really pleasing to see that these products do exist. Like the Snoo Bassinet, who would have thought that you could create a bassinet that's responsive to your baby who's crying and can help settle you. And I would have paid so much <laughs> if I could have made my children sleep at night. My Both my children don't like sleeping and they still don't like sleeping. And that product is exclusive to us in Australia and is a cult item. And any new parents out there, particularly second-time parents, know the importance of the value of sleep. First-time parents are like, maybe it'll be fine. Like, it's a lot of money. Do I really need to splash that on that bassinet? Yes, you do. Is the hot tip. <laughs> so you- how does that bassinet work? I'm curious now because I'm like, I could have used this. So it is responsive to your baby's crying. So if your baby's fussing and just a little bit fussing, your ba- the bassinet will rock. And if it's increasing in the cry, the bassinet will rock even more. So you think about when you're holding a baby and you're shh, 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 your baby trying to settle it and you're moving and rocking. It's actually just doing that for you. So if you have another child or you just want that little bit of sleep, it just helps them to try and link that sleep cycle. Yeah, beautiful. Makes a lot of sense. And one thing that triggered with me is in your differentiation to the big box retailers was when you were talking about we're a retailer for parents, not for the child. And I could imagine that some of the moments where parents and mums in particular are going, I need help, whether it be in breastfeeding or pain or whatever it is going on, sleep deprivation, they can get straight onto Google and they can search straight away, whereas they don't have to wait for 9am and the big box retailers to go, oh, I hope they've got something for me. I can imagine you see some pretty all over the shop browsing and browsing patterns. Yeah, we were talking about that today. We uh, are not like other industries where there might be a drop off after midnight. Let's put it that way. We have a lot of, we think a lot of parents are uh, shopping with us when they're breastfeeding at 2 a.m. And it's funny how many purchases will get made of the snoo overnight mm. of that, you know what, I will go there and I will spend that money <laughs> because I can't handle another night like this. Yeah, brilliant. And do you have to change your customer service approach for that or is it a sim- you have, it's same as normal? We have a, um, a huge focus on our customer service because everything we do at the memo is about customers. So our customer service team are highly knowledgeable and trained across all the products in our site so that we can focus on the solution-based um, assistance that we can provide them. So we're not about just recommending one product because there isn't that one blanket kind of fits all approach. Whilst we don't have 24-hour chat on site, we have the chat that runs like during the day and we have our phone lines and our emails. It's something that we do look forward to expanding as our team expands. So watch this space for chats in the evening, maybe not at 2 (laughs) a.m. 
I bet you get some pretty um, amazing feedback from mums that you've helped. That has been one of the most rewarding things for Phoebe and I to actually read these beautiful emails that come through or when our customers come to the door for our click and collect service that we have generally made their lives improved. And so Phoebe and I have always been retailers and marketers and we love retail. But to see that our team and I, we're all building something that is actually changing the journey of parenthood for the better is really exciting and something yeah, we're very proud of. Yeah, great. One of the things that I loved about your website is your gift registry. Now, I understand you've built this from, from the ground on up. Tell us about the gift registry and how it works. Oh, we love gift registry. It's been a labor of love. Our backgrounds have not been in e-commerce. And so when we knew very early on that we wanted to have a custom bespoke experience for gift registry. We were using like a Shopify app as a plugin and it had its flaws, but we knew that we wanted to be the number one destination in Australia and the customer experience wasn't amazing. So there was some improvements to be made. Like, oh yeah, that will take a couple of months and maybe, maybe five, maybe $10,000. No. Um, Custom and those amounts don't go together really, do they? (laughs) (laughs) So fast forward, maybe 12, 13 months. With an amazing development team, we have about a month ago launched our bespoke gift registry experience, which is really about making your selections of products as easy as possible. It's not only just for yourself, but to share that with your family and friends because when you're buying for a friend, particularly if you haven't had a child yourself, what do you pick? What do you buy for them? Because if you go to a baby shower, yeah, Jelly cat or a muslin wrap? That's yes. all you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's probably re-gifted from the ones that you got from your baby shower. They just keep getting passed along. Yeah. So you're actually doing yourself a favour because you're going to receive the things you're going to need, use and love and your friends are going to actually buy you something you're going to obviously want and it's very simple and easy for them to do so. So our... Um, bespoke experience have a number of different benefits but particularly fractional or contributional gifting is a big one so friends you know your group of girlfriends might want to go in and buy you that beautiful cot or that pram and they can do that in our service we consolidate all the gifts and send them collectively to you on your day of your so for your event if you're having a baby shower but people do use this gift registry service outside from just having baby showers and then to encourage you to tick off your list after you've had your event we offer a post-purchase discount we give our customers free thank you cards and they get a summary of who gifted them what so that it's really easy for them to kind of send those thank you cards in the mail and you have a wonderful experience and 5% of our proceeds from gift registry are donated back to St Kilda Mums as well. That's very cool. How did you pull all those ideas together? Were you, was it just based on feedback that you got along the journey or did you have to go out to market? No, we didn't go out to market. I mean, Phoebe and I, we understand the customer really well. We understand what we wanted to create as a brand. Of course, there are some registry services, particularly in the wedding space, I had a girlfriend that was getting who lived in America and she had a registry with a, um, an American website and that was very great. It was like really seamless for her to set up but for us to shop from. So we looked at that for some inspiration but it all came pretty naturally about what we wanted to achieve and then we've got some plans of how we can continue improving that down the, down the track but, of course, we wanted to launch finally, which we did and, 
yeah, couldn't be happier with the result. And the yeah. customers are, you know, compared to what we were, how many registries were being created with the old app compared to now, it's a really pleasing result. And it's really key to our DNA. I mean, gift re- the whole point of a gift registry is to minimise waste and maximise ease. And that's what the memo is all about. So anything that makes things easier for parents, expecting parents and their friends is all the convincing we need to be able to go out and, and create the, uh, something for them. So it was quite an effortless, I guess, proposition. It was just the tech that they <laughs> And we're very, as, as Kate mentioned, like you, the customer experience, the customer is everything to us. So at every step of the way, it's just thinking about how she would interact, how we could make it easier for her. And we really think that we've achieved that. D2C, COVID, iOS 14, hyper-segmentation, diversification, customization, third-party cookies, community, NFT, social selling. No, it's not the follow-up to We Didn't Start the Fire. These are just some of the trends from Shopify's Future of Commerce report in 2022. Better still, they don't just tell you the trends, they give you the ideas on how to implement them. And it's free. To get the lowdown on what's coming up in e-commerce, retail, and shipping, head on over to shopify.com.au forward slash research forward slash future of commerce to download it today. We'll also put the link in our show notes for easy access. Speaking about the tech, you're a Shopify Plus on Shopify Plus, and there's a in some circles there's a misconception that you can't custom develop on Shopify. What was your experience in terms of putting custom code onto the Shopify platform? When you have the right developers behind you, Nathan, everything's possible. But no, we Shopify Plus has been fantastic because we've done it's allowed us to do a number of customizations. So we have a theme that we base it on. It's not um, we haven't got our own bespoke site, but from that theme, we're able to do a number of different personalizations and customizations. So the other one that we have that's completely bespoke to us is our blog called the Notepad, which we're very proud of. We're now you know a content platform that's producing incredible works, which is. Not only are we the destination for the best products, we're the destination for the most accurate and you know, inspirational content there. So that is completely bespoke experience. And as is our loyalty program, which is done through Shopify Flow, which is unique to us. We used to use another app, but we found that by actually doing it with our development partners, it's a better experience for us internally and for the customer. Brilliant. So the key is having a good relationship with your development partners. Relationships are everything. Love it. And the other thing that I wanted to touch on with your website is the blog, which you mentioned there. Uh, it looks like you put a lot of time and effort into it. Do you have a process around how much, when, what type of blog content you release? Yeah, absolutely. There is a process. So we have an editorial director called Alexandra Whiting, who started as a beauty journalist and has come to us to head this up basically since day one. We had always identified how important it was to be able to attract our audience through storytelling rather than just product suggestions. And as our resources have grown, we've been able to obviously create more and more. The notepad as it currently exists is written form. So it's articles, it's interviews with real parrots, it's accurate and helpful information about products, it's 
there's a whole breadth of storytelling around around the parenting experience that we share. And that is obviously then populated and integrated across socials, across emails, where storytelling, you know, gets brought to the front. But, you know, for us, the content that we create, the calendar might be geared at firstly around the campaigns that we're talking to at the time. So for example, this week we're talking about sleep and there's daylight saving. So we'd speak to a sleep expert on best tips for uh, managing this transition. But then at the same time, we also have other stories to tell. So we might be sharing um, someone's experience with becoming or choosing a surrogate or we might be road testing the latest innovative random baby products that have just hit the market so yeah we always try and hit certain key messaging pillars and then um, integrate it across all of our other spaces and other um, kind of platforms and social channels as well but essentially we want people to come to us for education for inspiration and for connection and yes we could do that slightly through product, but more and more it's through storytelling. So that's where our heart and soul really lies. That's awesome. And do you attempt to measure the storytelling to conversion? Yeah, definitely. Everything that we do comes back to metrics. There's no point just putting a story out there if it's not going to resonate. And obviously, we'd love to be able to sell product off the back of it. But some of our stories, maybe we won't sell some product, but we'll make uh, or help our customers feel a certain way or feel connected or feel less alone. And that's a metric in itself. That's our brand integrity and our brand positioning. So we lean into that where we can. Yeah, great. I want to go back to your previous career. So having both been from retail and brand side, you launched two and a half years ago. I'm assuming this is just before everything went a bit crazy. Was there a moment where you went, uh, let's go back to the safety of jobs? No, I don't think ever. Like we looked at each other and, you know, when the world was ending initially, it was like, what's going to happen? But we very quickly realised this is an amazing opportunity for our business because shopping behaviours have changed over the last couple of years. So it was an opportunity for us with COVID because obviously so many people were shopping online and it was a time where we, I guess, had more time to invest our energies into this growing business. So it's actually been good timing for us in that way. And what do you think that you took from your previous retail careers in the established brands and established businesses that have really helped in apply what you've done today in the memo? For me, it's brand discipline. So I come from LVMH, which is Louis Vuitton, Bowie, Hennessy. So biggest luxury conglomerate in the world. And I spent a lot of time in London and Paris and Singapore and San Francisco working with what I would say are some of the most unique and clearly defined brands on the planet. So the discipline that was drummed into me as an exec there has helped me find our brand's voice and articulate it and help execute the vision of it very clearly. And when you talk discipline, how tangibly does that come across for brand? You tell me. <laughs> you can see it on site, right? So, you know, and I spoke earlier about the words that we would use or the words that we wouldn't use. 
So every, we have what's called a, at the pillars of our DNA, which are kind of six focuses or things that make us clearly unique in the market. That's an internal document. And essentially, it's the blood that runs through the veins of the company. And it is our yardstick to help us make any decision. So should we work with this influencer? Let's look at the DNA. Are they on brand for us? Should we do this offer for our customers? Let's go back to the DNA. Should we hire this person? Let's go back to the DNA. Should we tell this story on Notepad? Should we take this product on board? Let's go back to the DNA. So we do operate at a brand level from a very disciplined point of view and that informs kind of all functions of the business. And for me, it would be around relationships and communications. So being a category manager, you're in the position that you're not only working with the brands, but you're working cross-functionally with everyone within the business. And having the right communication and alignment is key for that. I'm being astounded by working with the brands in the baby industry about how unsophisticated some of these relationships are done with other retailers, whereas compared to beauty, whereas there's a huge alignment, there's a huge strategy, and people are working together to achieve the outcome. Whereas here, they were very surprised by the way that the memo does business, by building that relationship, by working together, by building their brand and actually representing their brand in a way that they're really proud of. And that in turn ultimately puts us in that position of potentially getting first access launches or exclusive products, or perhaps they know that we're just really nice people to work with. And so they're going to ship their stock to us first because we're just nice people. It's funny, that in itself is such a simple theory, but it's so unfamiliar with the industry that we've worked in. And so that's been the resounding feedback that we often receive with our 180 different brands. Of We love working with you guys because not only do you get it, but you're actually working with us together as, you know, as a team. So that's the thing the biggest learning for me. So less focus when we're talking about those buying relationships, less focus on the terms and the, you know, all that sort of stuff, more focus on the relationships and building an, an aligned vision together. Don't get me wrong. The terms are really important, but the terms come out from the way that we're going to represent their brand and how they're going to be happy with that. So by navigating what potentially could be a pressure for them, why I couldn't get a certain margin, well, how do we work around that? What can we do to push past that? Perhaps we can look at in a slightly different arrangement if it might be free product or GDPs. There's always a way if you've got the same objective and you're transparent with each other and the relationship and the benefits there, you can tend to, you'll, you'll make it work. Great advice. Great advice. Kate and Phoebe, what is next for yourselves and the memo? We've talked about a couple of things there, but I feel there's a lot more on the back burner there that is coming out soon. Plenty is coming up. Where do we start? But <laughs> I think the biggest one to note is you know, brand awareness is key for us. We have an amazing relationship with our existing customers and our customer returning rate is incredibly high, which gives us the huge confidence that as we expand and, you know, Australia continues to understand who we are and interact with us, they're going to stay with us, with us on that journey. One way that we can potentially increase that brand awareness and establish that customer relationship even further is through expanding into a physical retail environment. So you'll see the memo launch their first store later this year in Armadale and High Street and subsequent store rollouts after that. This is a way... Why Armadale, can I ask? 
High Street Armadale is, I think, the best retail strip in Melbourne. And also we have the benefit of Google Analytics to see where our customers are. But brand positioning, it felt right to go there. You know, when you think about that retail environment, you know, buying for a baby is quite traditional. You're buying into categories and objects that you've never heard of before. And so often for, you know, like me, when I said I ran straight into store and I wanted to see and touch the product, I wanted to see that cot, how's that going to look in my house? But it's a way that we can further even engage and showcase our brand and the way that we interact and connect with the customer in a physical form. So, of course, we do that through everything we do from the user experience on our site, the copy that we have in our emails, the copy we have on the product pages, the way that we communicate on social media. But to do that in the physical form, I think we'll be showing what a disruptive retailer we are and further differentiate us compared to the traditional retailers that are there. Very exciting. And additionally to that, you will see, you know, we've talked about content and branding and services and education. So we are still primarily an e-commerce website. We are here for all Australians. And so to make sure we are reaching Steph and Toowoomba, we are going to make sure that those experiences and services and a content hub is available 24-7 on our website. Just a little bit going on. We've got the right team. (laughs) We're excited. So good. Now, if people have heard this and they want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to learn more about the memo or get in touch with you guys? You can follow us on Instagram from the memo or welcome to shoot us an email at hello at thememo.com.au. You can find Phoebe and I on LinkedIn. Yeah, they're the main points. Great. Phoebe, Kate, thank you so much for joining us on Add to Cart. We've learned a lot and loving the journey so far and can't wait to see what's to come. Thanks for your support, Nathan. It's great speaking with you. Thank you. That really took me back to some of the real confusion and stress that you can have when you have a newborn. I'm not sure if I should thank Kate and Phoebe for that, but it is proof that they understand their market so well. Here are the top three takeaways that I took from our chat. Number one, customization for key moments. My initial reaction when I heard that Kate and Phoebe had created a custom gift registry was that it seemed odd when there were so many off-the-shelf options available. However, it is a key experience point in new parents' journeys and they've brought their own features with it, such as the shared giving the baby shower daily delivery, post-purchase discounts, and a summary of who purchased what for whom. It's a great way not just to serve the current parent, but exposing it to a tight group of friends who may enjoy the experience so much that they'll remember it when they become future parents, almost like the gift registry pyramid scheme. Very smart. Number two, mums are not just mums. I love when Phoebe said that we assume a new title because our child is calling us that title, i.e. mama. But we're still independent women with our own thoughts and our own identities. She really hit the nail on the head there. It's so easy to typecast new mums into one role and mindset when in fact, it's an addition to all the other attributes and interests who have made them that person that they are today. Please don't simplify communication down to a simple mama. Number three, outside category inspiration. Phoebe and Kate could have easily looked at the baby industry and used that as their benchmark. 
but they didn't want to just improve the experience. They wanted to reinvent it. That's why they looked to the beauty industry. When you're looking at your competitors, are you looking just at your direct competitors who can give you an incremental improvement? Or are you challenging yourself to reinvent the entire offering? Sometimes you need to look outside the category for that. To get the highlights of today's episode, head on over to addtocart.com.au and sign up for our free newsletter. Each Tuesday, we will send Monday's episode summary, links, and discount codes for you to go next level on. And if you're looking to explore your next e-commerce opportunity, come and visit us at eSuite. We're a dedicated e-commerce talent agency connecting the best e-commerce talent with the fastest growing brands in Australia. Head on over to esuitetalent.com.au where you can download the free e-commerce salary guide and sign up to our weekly e-commerce job emails. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep those customers adding to cart.